basic concepts in the wisdom of Kabbalah. The Torah. Hello, and thanks for joining us on our show, Basic Concepts and the Wisdom of Kabbalah with Dr. Michael Lightman. Hello, hello. On our show, each time we take a different concept from the tremendous wisdom of Kabbalah and try and explain it in the simplest, most emotional way for someone who just started taking interest in the wisdom of Kabbalah. And our concept for today is the Torah. My first question is, when I tell you this word, Torah, what do you feel? I feel a system of connections, relations between man's desire and the Creator. The system of communication, connection from man to the Creator and from the Creator to man, this system is called Torah. How do you feel this system? That it includes everything. The man's desire to receive, that's for sure. Which the Creator has created out of his desire to bestow to man and to fulfill these ties, these two desires from man to the Creator and the Creator to man with a special kind of content. Let's, let's put it this way. This content from beginning to end is called Torah. What emotions does it include? I feel the Torah as everything that ties a man to the Creator. I understand that the word itself, Torah, comes from the word all, light. What does it mean? All, light, is everything that exists from the Creator toward man, or we can say toward the whole of creation, all created beings, that a created being that wishes to reach the, the created being who wishes to reach the Creator needs to position himself opposite the Creator in a way that the Torah, this light, Torah comes from the word all, light in Hebrew, for it to work on him, correct him, arrange him, bring him closer to bring him closer to the Creator. This light, this light, how is it related to the Book of Torah? Uh, no, the Book of Torah, it is a collection of laws that Mm, wait a second, I need to think how to put it. It is a collection of laws, an assembly of laws, in which the light of the Creator connects, comes closer to man who receives the light. It's said in Kabbalah that Torah also comes from the word Ho'ah, instruction, meaning what? Yes, it means that according to these laws, 
we can learn how the Creator bestows onto His created beings and how can the created beings in return connect with the Creator. There is a saying I heard on many of your lectures. I've created the evil inclination, I've created the Torah spice for it because the light in it reforms. So if we can elaborate. First of all, you say that the Torah is a spice, meaning what? That it comes in addition or it's like an additive to the desire to receive that the Creator has created in the created beings. And what does it spice up? Like in food, I suppose? Yeah, spice, it means that it's something that is added to a certain filling for it to be nice, good, pleasant, suitable. So the Torah is added as spice to the evil inclination? Yeah. What is the evil inclination? The evil inclination is our ego where we think only about ourselves. And it's very important. Why? Because without it, we wouldn't feel, we wouldn't connect, be able to ever connect to the Creator, even though the evil inclination is the opposite of the Creator. What do you mean? The, The Creator is the desire to bestow. Bestow meaning what? To bestow, to give, to fill anything and everything, the whole of creation. And the evil inclination is the desire to receive that thinks only about itself and how to receive, how to bring closer to itself all those things that seem pleasant. And then what follows is that the Creator's desire and and the desire of the created beings are opposite to each other. So, the Creator wants only to give, and the created being wants only to receive. Yes. Okay, so what do we do now? That's good, probably. So, when it said spice, uh, what do you do with that exactly? The thing is that the intention of the Creator in creating creation is that the created beings will receive from the Creator the force to invert their will to receive into the desire to bestow. Why is that good? Because then they will be like the Creator. And what do we get out of it? We'll be like the Creator then. We'll be able to understand, feel, live in the whole of creation just like the Creator. And where does the spice come in here, the Torah spice? The Torah spice comes in in that if we want to be like the Creator, then we can ask the Creator to give us the ability to change ourselves from being opposite to the Creator to being similar to Him. The sentence uh, I previously read that you say many times talks about the light that's clothed in the Torah. Where in the Torah is the light? In the words written there or where exactly? In any relation between the Creator and the created beings and the created beings and the Creator, if we reach equivalence of form with the Creator, meaning we wish to bestow to Him 
just like He wants to bestow to us, then in our relations there is that same light or illumination that reforms us, that makes us similar to the Creator. So, when a person wishes to connect to the Creator, Creator meaning God, I don't know if it's uh, if we should, you know, bring in other definitions. So, what is the Creator? The Creator is everything that exists in the whole of reality besides man. It's like the general force of cre- of creation of reality. Yeah. So if I want to connect him, then where's the Torah here? Exactly, the relationship between us is called Torah. So what does it mean that the light in it reforms? That if I correctly use our relations, then what follows is that this light makes me similar to the Creator. But where is it? This light. And the relations between us, if I want to use them correctly, meaning to be like the Creator. Okay, so previously you told me that the Book of Torah is a book that includes, that has rules, laws that explain how the Creator connects to man, man connects to the Creator. Yeah, exactly. It is the mutual system of relations between the Creator and man, and man the Creator. When I open the book of Torah and I start reading Genesis, etc., 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 I see one ongoing story about what goes on with the people of Israel. How is this story related to the relationship between me and the Creator and the Creator and myself? Uh, what's written there is about you, about me, Oren? Yeah? Uh, Give me one story that's about me. Whatever you read. In the beginning, the Creator, Creator, the Creator, the Creator, Created Heaven and Earth, it's about me. It is. Directly. Please explain. Uh, No, you yourself need to discover it, reveal it, understand it, feel it. And no one can tell you about it. It's only to the measure to which you develop your deficiency in such a way that you want to know it, that you want to acknowledge it, in order to become like the Creator. What's this emphasis that you're putting here at the end? To become like the Creator, because the Torah, the system of laws, it is revealed in order to bring man to be a man, Adam. Adam comes from the word to be similar to the Creator. So, if someone wants to be similar to the Creator, then he needs the Torah. It's said that the Torah is a book that's really holy. Meaning what? Holy means separate unique, special, that it really tells us, the book tells us, tells man 
How to Become Like the Creator. There are many other books that are considered holy books. Uh, the writings of the prophets, the Talmud, Mishnah, the Zohar, the writings of Chazal, the sages. What's special about the five books of Moses? It is the foundation. Let's say it's the original of how can the created being connect to the Creator. There's this concept called the internality of the Torah. What does it mean? The internality of the Torah, usually it's referred to the force that exists in the Torah by which man changes. He... Uh, in that, he becomes like the Creator. Because this is what the Torah needs to make out of man, to bring him to identify with the Creator that, that he wants to give, for him to enter some kind of connection with the Creator. It's also said that the Torah has 70 faces. Why do you need so many, and what does it exactly mean? There are different forms of connection between man and the Creator, and that's called 70 faces to the Torah. It says in the book of Zohar that all the upper secrets are written in the Torah because it talks about the influence of the bestowal of the Creator to His created beings and how the created beings receive and respond to the Creator's bestowal. So actually, there's nothing else in reality besides the Torah. There's the Creator, the created being, and the connection between them called Torah. In the Zohar and also the Holy Air rewrites that when a person's engaged only in the literal meaning of the Torah and the stories, he doesn't even reach, no, no, he simply reads what it says, what is written, but that's not the Torah. But we need to discover the internality of the Torah, meaning the essence of the connection between the Creator and the created beings. Maimonides also writes that a fool does not know the hidden parts of the Holy Scriptures and that the true godly religion its essence is internal. I see that all the sages throughout history say that what you're familiar with is only like some kind of external wrapper, and on the inside there is an entire world. What is that? These are forms, different measures of connection between the Creator and the created being. On the other hand, there's a story well known in the Talmud that once came a proselyte to Hillel and told him, teach me the entire Torah while I'm standing on one leg. And he said, simple, what you hate, don't do to others. How could it be? that the entire Torah is put in one sentence, because really the entire essence of the Torah, what it needs to do for man. If there's no man, there's no Torah. What do you need the Torah for in order to allow man to become like the Creator? So why doesn't the five, book of Moses, five books of Moses say just one sentence, don't do to others what you hate? You know? It's like what we have in all sciences, that there is some law, simple law, one law. But in order to explain it, we need many, many other laws. 
as of sub-laws that reveal this law to us and explain it. What about the stories in the Torah? Many, many stories in the Torah. To tell you the truth, I don't see the relation between the stories there and don't do to others what you hate. For example, right at the start, Cain kills Abel. So, how is that related to the rule of don't do to others what you hate? It is all in order to explain that law. As much as it might seem distant and opposite and unrelated to us, but all in all, we need to accept it, that this is how it is from the start. And then we'll really discover that this is how it is, that the entire Torah tells us about the law of love that dwells in the whole of reality among all created beings and between the created beings and the Creator. What does this law say? It talks about love, about utter, unconditional love that fulfills the entire world. But we, because we are opposite to the Creator by nature, we don't feel this law and even see it it's opposite. And in the stories too, we see different versions. Yeah, like you say, with Cain and Abel, there are plenty of other examples too. Right? Okay, so let's summarize. How would you define this concept? Torah. Torah means the Creator's attitude, relation of love, bestowal, connection from Him to the whole of creation. It's like an, uh, an emotion. Yes. In the wisdom of Kabbalah, it's called the light that comes from the Creator and fulfills the whole of reality called the light of ensof, of endlessness. That the love of the Creator to the created beings or creation is endless. How can I feel this light? only to the extent to which we become like it. Just like in our world, whatever we feel, we feel according to those laws that we can keep. Otherwise, we don't feel them. What do I need to do in order for this light to work on me to the fullest? You need to adjust yourself to that light. How? So you just read, right, that love another as yourself is the great rule of the Torah. Rule. In Hebrew, coming from the world, in Hebrew is klal, which means everything too. Rule and everything. So if you come to love another as yourself, you come to the recognition and the understanding of the law of love another as yourself, and then to that measure, you start discovering the Creator's attitude, relation to you, approach. What do I feel then? Then you'll feel the Creator. Where? In your desire to be like Him. Kabbalists say that the best way to read the Torah is with other people, not alone. Right? Because then, together with them, you can reach a state where you love them, they love you. Between yourselves, you develop a feeling of connection, a feeling of love. And from that feeling, you, in that feeling, you feel the Creator. 
you reveal him. There's something kind of pressuring about the Torah because sages say that the Torah can be the potion of life or the potion of death. Right. Meaning what? That if a person wants to advance toward the Creator to be like Him, then he wants to understand the Torah and use it like the potion of life for it to bring him closer to the Creator, where the Creator is the source of life. But if you as a man do not wish to be like the Creator in love and bestowal and giving and connection, then your entire nearing to the Creator is like the potion of death. Meaning what? That a person starts learning that he is opposed, the opposite of the Creator, opposed to the Creator, that he doesn't want to learn it, and that there's no room for him there. But eventually, this feeling corrects him and directs him correctly to advance toward the Creator. So, in order for the Torah not to harm me, how do I have to study it? Nah, it doesn't harm in any way. It does not harm in any way. You just need to know that if you direct yourself toward, if your intention is to love another as yourself, then you directly come closer to your fellow man and through him to the Creator. And if this is not your aim, but that you still have an inverted nature like we're all born with, then the Torah helps us to invert the evil, the so-called evil inclination into the good inclination, and then eventually we do attain. So, what I understand is that when I study the Torah, my aim should be to reach love. By that, I will become like the Creator, and then I'll start feeling Him. Right. The relationship between us. Yes. Is it correct? Yes. Okay, now in Kabbalah, uh, they talk about the path of pain and the path of Torah, the good path and the path of suffering. What does it mean? That we're all on our way toward what? Toward connection with the Creator. All of us? The whole of humanity. All the souls. And then what follows is that we need to know how to get closer, because if we don't, then different laws of nature apply to us that force us to come closer, and we feel it as something very unpleasant. And that's the path of suffering? Yes. And what is the path of Torah? It's the path of light, the path of bestowal, that we wish to become like the Creator out of our free will. And then we, the created beings, are connected with each other and we come closer to the Creator by, first of all, coming closer to each other. It's called from love of, you know, from loving your fellow man to loving the Creator. And what does this path lead to the path of Torah? To the Creator? And how is it preferable to the other path? The other path is a path of blows that one way or another will come closer to the Creator, but in a very unpleasant way. When you say to come closer to the Creator, you mean to come closer to the qualities of love and bestow? Yes. And you're saying that eventually we'll all reach that degree? Yes. It's a kind of an evolutional process? Yes. So the Torah is like a hastening guide to our development? Yeah. 
There's a verse that says, write it on the walls of your heart, on the plates of your heart. And I heard you say that a person needs to write the entire Torah on his heart. Meaning what? Heart is the desire. Heart means desire, man's desire. Initially, it's an egoistic desire, like it says. That man's heart, that man's heart is evil from the start, yes. And therefore, we need to correct our heart, meaning to write on it good things of bestowal, of love, of giving, of connection, and the heart doesn't want it. Therefore, we really need to write. You know, like once they used to write on on carve on stone. Yeah, yeah, they used to carve exactly that way. We need to engrave it in our heart. Is it painful? No, no, it isn't. If we correctly use the Torah, those laws, its invention, its advice, its inventions, its advice, then we can write on our heart. And the rate becomes, it turns from us, heart of stone, that then we need to work with a chisel and a hammer, then then we can write on a heart of flesh that's soft, and you can write on it. So, um, when it says that man has to feel that he's receiving the Torah every day, what does it mean? That every day man needs to hear the Ten Commandments, to write it on the plates, to write the Torah on the plates of his heart and different other similar verses. It means that each and every day over the new will to receive that is revealed in us, we need to adjust it to in order to bestow, to general love. And that means that we write the Torah on our heart. Today, the world is full of ego, games of ego, on the international level, on all levels, down to our relationship with our spouse. In such a world that's exploding of ego, is there room for Torah? Precisely. Precisely because we are such egoists. We can feel, we can understand, we can really discover that we're the opposite of the Torah, and we need to bend ourselves to hear and try to bring our heart to a place, to a state, where it will receive the Torah. And that means what? It means that our heart that's egoistic needs to take upon itself the laws of bestowal and love. If many people, well, not many people, more people in the world will connect to that inner force of love and bestowal and the giving of the Torah, what will the world be like? How will that add to our to our life. We'll all be friends. We'll all want to do good to each other. The world will be different. It will be an inverted world. Do you think that an inverted world is possible? If we'll say that there's no other way and we will want to invert, then that upper force, the Creator, will help us. And then, 
we will feel how we need to change and accept the Torah. You taught me many things about the concept of Torah. We're approaching the end. What's the most important thing to remember about the Torah? The Torah is the system for the correct connection between man and the Creator. Personally, what do you wish me and my spiritual development in relation to the Torah? To open your heart and to allow the Torah to enter your heart. And then you will feel everyone, that everyone is in your heart. Good luck. Thank you very much, Dr. Leitman. Thank you for being with us. Basic concepts in the Wisdom of Kabbalah, the Torah, all the best.